0: In this episode, I sit down with Hakeem Cunningham to talk about why it's really not that difficult to get control of your fitness. Get ready, because you are now listening to Tiny Leaves, Big Changes. Big Changes. Of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunis, and in this episode, we are talking about fitness. One of the number one resolutions people set every single year is to get in better shape, to control their nutrition, to control their fitness. And one of the number one failed resolutions every single year is to get in shape and to get better fitness. And I don't understand why it's so difficult. Uh, It's one of those things that if you can get control of it, if you can get better at just being conscious of what you're eating, what you're doing, how much activity you're getting into each day, one, you'll see dramatic results just from that. But number two, it will start to improve all the other areas of your life. Fitness and finances are those two areas that when you win there, you start to win everywhere else. So I thought it was important instead of trying to talk through it myself when I'm really not uh, an expert in any way. I thought it would be more interesting to bring someone on to walk us through this, to help us understand how simple it can actually be and how accessible, it can actually be so that when we start to make that New Year's resolution, we can actually dominate it this coming year. So on the show, I have Hakeem Cunningham. Hakeem is a sports trainer. Hakeem is working towards potentially being in the Olympics one day. He is just absolutely crushing it in the fitness arena. And so I could not think of anyone more qualified to sit down with us and talk about how easy it can be to get started. So Hakeem, are you ready to kick this off?
1: Yeah, I'm ready. Let's do it. Awesome.
0: So uh, let's start out uh, pretty surface level. I just want to learn a little bit more about your background, uh, who you are, how you got into this. Obviously, for those of you listening, uh, he's actually my cousin. So I know a bit of the story, but I want to make sure you guys hear it. So tell us a little bit more about Uh, Probably the most interesting part in that, uh, this whole dream of becoming an Olympian thing. Tell us where that comes from.
1: Uh, So it really started when, uh, when I was younger. I've always been attached and very interested in sports. And I have this thing where wherever I do something, I want to be the best. So whether it was soccer or wrestling or football, all the sports I played growing up, I wanted to be the best that I could be. So it just so happened that I was, it was narrowed down to track and field when I got to high school and the highest level that you can reach in track and field is the Olympics. So naturally that I kind of gravitated, gravitated to setting the Olympics as my goal. And then in 2008, when Usain Bolt hit the world scene, obviously he's a Jamaican, just like you and I, when he went into the world scene, that just even um, sparked my interest even more to, to making it to that level.
0: And that makes a lot of sense. Uh, one of the things I talk about a lot on this show is aiming as high as you can possibly go, whatever that bar is aiming for that, because even if, if you for some reason don't hit it, like you're going to be much further than if you aim to for, for nothing, if you aim for something that was easy. So I love that that ambition to just go all the way to the top, like just work your your ass off and try to make that dream work. And of course, always finding happiness in the individual moments of that process as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, um, something that I learned from the one, of few things I learned from one of my electives in college, my psychology teacher told me, a philosophy teacher told me happiness is not something you can actually attain. It's the moments along the way, um, that you kind of take hold of and, and, um, try to enjoy. So we set a, we set a goal that we want, a financial goal in my case, an athletic goal that we want to, that I want to reach. And whether or not I reach it is not what's going to make me happy. It's the little moments and little wins along the way that kind of keeps you excited and keeps you motivated and makes it really worth it.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And it seems like that philosophy would work really well for, you know, getting in shape and, and getting started with, with your fitness. Isn't that, that true?
1: Yeah, it's all, it really is all about the, getting the wins that you can get. So if you do one sit up today and you didn't do a one setup yesterday. I I would chalk it up as a win. I mean, it's not the, it's obviously not where you want to be, but making one step in the right it's direction. Progress. yeah. Those it's tiny progress. It's progress. Exactly.
0: I love that. Okay, so let, let's before we dive in, I know we're sort of teasing at it a bit. I want to hear a little bit more about. So you you have this dream. You want to become an Olympian. Why start to train? Why start to, to teach others? Because that's not something that everyone who has this goal does.
1: No. And I, I find it quite difficult, but it's something that I'm passionate about my own athletic goals and success, uh, which is obvious, but not a day goes by where I see someone doing something that I don't want to help. And even in, even in high school where I was still an athlete, I took it upon myself to coach the freshmen and the sophomores and the juniors whenever they entered my arena. So it it is very difficult, but I couldn't see myself going to attract me, even going to the Olympics and seeing somebody at the Olympics, uh, what very few things they may err on at the Olympics, not wanting to reach out to somebody and saying, hey, I know you're great, but maybe this one little thing could make you better. So those passions kind of clash inside of me. So I figure instead of giving one up and regretting, I would just shoot for both until, you know, the universe kind of t- takes me in one direction. Yeah, that
0: makes sense. And actually something you just said there, I, I love, I uh, you know, you're giving this example of somebody at the Olympics, like at that high of a level of, of performance and um, them still being able to find these tiny little things they can do that might just take them, you know, even further. And and that could be the difference between uh, a bronze medal and a gold medal is just that that tiny little shift. Uh, and I find that th- that holds true, at least in my own experience with uh, fitness and trying to stay in shape that that tends to hold true really, really well. You know, th- the difference between doing a sit up with proper form and doing it with not proper form is a world of pain away.
1: Uh, yeah, it definitely. And I think it holds true against any I mean, most a lot of your listeners aren't necessarily athletes or they aren't business people or they aren't this, or they aren't that. There's a multitude of people who listen to this podcast. I think that if they apply that to whatever it is they do, they can really benefit from it outside of just athletics. Love
0: that. All right. So let's talk about fitness. Let's talk about. Um, we're we're going to touch on nutrition later on, and I'm sure they're sort of interwoven. But um, but let let's dive into this. What is if you had to to give us one single thing, one tiny little thing we could start doing every single day right now before January comes, what would that
1: be? One tiny thing, I would say, is to take an actual, take a, a realistic look at your day. I love that. Um a lot of the problems that people have is they say there's not enough time. They're too tired, they're too exhausted, there's too much work. And realistically, my thing has always been if somebody's doing it, it's possible. There's not one person in the world that has a unique situation. There's somebody else going through it or who have gone through it, which is why people write books. If you have 24 hours in a day and you sleep for six to eight hours, you should really take time to actually break down how it is you're going about spending your 24 hours. Because most of my workouts for people who are not athletes, they can take 30 minutes out of their day to do 20 to 30 minutes. There is a way to find 20 to 30 minutes, but you'll never know unless you actually look at it. It's like when you want to buy your kid a new Christmas present. I mean, just given this, the holiday season, and it's you're buying a, kid, a new Christmas present and it costs $200. You're going to sit there and say, well, I have the mortgage. I have the light. I have to buy groceries. Can I find a way to, to spend $200 on his new shoes or his new game console? I feel like you should do the same thing with your day. You have 24 hours, you work eight hours, you sleep eight hours at 16. That leaves you eight hours. What are you doing with the rest of those eight hours? And can you, no, that's amazing.
0: And, more? um, I, I love that because it's really about, and I think this holds true with everything, whether it's your health or your finances or your career, it's really just about being conscious. Cause I, I think we we tend to just sort of go through life in our routines, kind of just unconsciously going through it and, and cycling through. And if you were to really like sit down and take an audit, not with with the goal of starting any any action immediately, but just auditing where your time is going, I'm sure you could find 20 minutes, 30 minutes, even 15 minutes to get something in.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's really surprising once you look at it and you put it on paper, once you put it on paper, I mean, it almost seems like you wonder, well, where, where is all this time going? Cause it says I have, I work an eight hour shift and I sleep for eight hours. It's saying that I have eight hours left, but when I get home, I feel like I'm exhausted. Where's that time going? So it almost seems like when you do something like this, even if it's not for working out, even though that's the topic today, you seems like you have so much more time once you actually look at it, as opposed to, like you said, waking up and going through your daily routine. And it just kind of seems monotonous at a point where it just seems like the days go by and you have no control over it.
0: Absolutely, and and actually, something because I really want to drive this point home. Something that helps me a lot is um, so you mentioned before. You know, if you if you work for eight, you sleep for eight. Let's say you've got another eight, but you spend four two. Let's say a two hour commute each day. So six, uh, another two hours. That's time with family, dinner, whatever it is. You've still got four hours. That's if you break that down to thirty minute windows. That's eight opportunities to work out eight separate opportunities in just this four hour window that you could choose to allot any one of them to, to, to working
1: out. Yeah. And you don't miss a beat. You still get your sleep. You still get your work. You mentioned family time, which I think is so important, even just for your mental health, to keep health, to keep you relaxed and to keep you kind of take you away from the rest of the things you have going on. You don't lose anything by, by doing that and then plotting out which one of those opportunities you want to take 30 minutes right before bed 30 minutes before you spend family time, 30 minutes before dinner, 30 minutes after. It really gives you a lot of flexibility when you when you do do it like that.
0: All right. You are listening to Hakeem Cunningham. Uh, he just broke down one of the easiest things you can do to start getting control of your fitness. Uh, listen, make sure you tune into tomorrow's episode because that's where he's going to reveal the one of the simplest routines you can do right now from home to start really, really just getting control of this and, and starting to get the body you want, get the energy you want, get the health you want, and, and just be you know more active overall uh, so make sure you tune in tomorrow this is the end of part one of my interview with hakeem uh again make sure you tune in tomorrow thank you so much for listening if you haven't already clicked the subscribe button that's going to let you know when the episode drops tomorrow morning uh, if not just tune in at 4 a.m eastern or whatever time you feel like doing it and remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day